pneumonia. Use my fangs to murder you. Soy la diosa, los demonios no me controlan. Soy culebra. What's up, everyone? 7 October's here with another uh, episode of Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. Uh, today, it's Season 5, Episode 16. And today, we have uh, another dope guest. Um, I found him through Instagram, I want to say maybe like two, three years ago. I can't recall. Um, his name is Armando Hernandez. Um, he's a Mexican film enthusiast. Um, he also now, uh, runs Trash Mix, uh, festival at the Frida Cinema, which we'll get into in a little bit. And then he also has a blog, uh, where he talks about different, uh, Trash Mix, like films, um, that are, some are obscure. So without further ado, let me get him on the screen. Hey, hey Armando. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thank you for being on today. And, um, I was kind of like, shout out to Michael from, uh, Seed on 16 millimeters. Cause I just had him recently and, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I found you through Armando because I was telling him the story of how I came across your Instagram page. So sometimes I'll go down the rabbit hole and I'll kind of like uh, search like uh, hashtags. And I remember I think I was oh, looking yeah. for like, I think it was either Panico en la Montaña or like Vacaciones de Terror, one of the two. And yeah. I remember like your poster came up and uh, that you have and I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I think from there I just started following you and then we kind of like started talking via social media. And then I finally was able to like meet meet you for a brief uh, time uh, where I went to the Frida Cinema. I think it was I don't know if it was this year. Was, I think uh, it might have been the beginning of the year, right? Or was it, it last was, year? It was last. last technically last is November. We okay. screened. Yeah, yeah. Cementerio del Terror. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been kind of like uh, like following you for the, for that journey, and I really love what you do. And I was like, I realized I never had you on the actual like Nightmare on Sedgwick, but I did have you on Nightmare Cinema, which is another segment I do with where we review like our, my favorite horror films, and then I'll have a yeah. guest. And uh, and I think we did Ladrones de Tumbas, right? I, I, that was the one that we did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was ironically like later on I ended up screening <laughs> that at the Frida, which yeah. is so funny. <laughs> it was like, like we uh, what's it called manifested it or something. Um, yeah, we like reviewed it, and then after that, like two years later, that's literally like screened it at the Frida, and it was pretty successful. It was weird. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like I, that's kind of what that's kind of that what I tell Michael. I always tell Michael like it's crazy how that one just like drew a crowd, like a big crowd. Yeah, and, and it's I been think... around too, and it was already yeah. on Blu-ray by then, so it's like you know people just wanted to see it. You know. Yeah, I really like that. Like you guys are putting those films because. I was telling like Michael, like uh, not a lot of people do that, like at least putting them on the big screen. And like I remember watching mm -hmm. those as as a kid because I was born like in 89. But technically, I, I grew up watching like 80s and 90s horror yeah, me too. and especially like Mexican 80s with my grandma. Like yeah. I would watch, like I said, like Vacaciones de Terror, Ladrones de Tumba, everything because they used to be on the TV, you know. So it was kind of exactly. cool to like watch it. And that's what made one of the reasons why I fell in love with uh, with horror was watching those. Um, and I just feel mm -hmm. like they never gotten the love or like they're underrated, I think, in my opinion. So it's very kind of... underrated. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, like now, lot... not, yeah, now it's like getting kind of attention, but yes. it's still it's still like, yeah, not yeah. not on top like other like other films. But yeah, yeah it's, it's like getting there, but very films. slowly. Yeah, it's very slowly. I, I, that's just my opinion, but yeah. No, I agree because I feel like other foreign films get more because I get I don't know if Mexican. I mean, it is Mexican, so I guess I consider not for. I don't know if they're foreign or not, but I feel like Italian. All these other films get more love. That's more, yeah, more European stuff. For yeah, sure. and so and of course the American stuff. You know, American stuff is very popular. Exactly. So every like, all around the world, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I love that you guys are doing that, that you're giving it a recognition, because I feel like we've impacted the genre a lot. It's just, it's kind of hidden, or at least not a lot of people are familiar with it, if they're not Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I love that you yeah. do the um, the subtitles, too, so people can actually, if you don't understand oh, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. how time-consuming is that? So, for the Almada movie, which we'll get to in a little bit, we'll get, we'll get to it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, that took me two days about two days but it's not like it was two days in a row it was like one day spread out and then the other the last day you know was like two days before the actual festival uh -huh. so yeah. it's easy the thing is it's easy if you know obviously what to do mm -hmm. and how you work the program mm -hmm. it's just like you know you get burned out quick especially like i was telling a friend i was like the second day that's when i felt burned out i was just like i want to get this done yeah but you know you just got to make sure everything's syncing right and then you're getting the dialogue right too in english because sometimes when you translate from spanish to english 
it might not sound yeah. good in English, you know? Yeah. Like, let's say you do a joke in Spanish, it's not going to come out right as a joke in English. It's not going to sound right. So it's like, yeah. you got to find a way to go around it, you know? Like, you got to, in other words, I like to say you got to just make something up. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of goes along with what they're saying, but it's yeah. not necessarily what they're actually saying. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's a very, very complicated <laughs> process right there. But other than that, it's it's fun. Like, I like doing that. Like, but so far, I've only done it for two movies, just mm -hmm. me personally, for personal yeah. reasons, but but for this reading I did it for myself I had to do it so yeah but no it was cool it was cool it was just like I said it's very time consuming for sure and very like once you're done you're like damn finally you know <laughs> yeah and do you yeah. do it like so the the actual program that you use does it kind of translate it for you or you literally have to like type everything I, <laughs> yeah i type everything i know nowadays there are programs that are like yeah you can just sync in the video and then uh -huh. it kind of does it for you mm -hmm. like i don't know if you notice facebook does that too i noticed oh no facebook like if, if you upload something like in a different language it will more than likely translate it in english and it's pretty oh, good wow. like from what i've seen it's kind of good actually but I mean, if I were to do that, I'm pretty sure I would have to spend a lot of money, you know. Yeah. To yeah. do that, so it's like it's better than just doing it yourself. Yeah. Not only because you know you obviously are saving money, but just because you'll know what to say for sure. Yeah. You know, rather than just expect a, a program to do it, so that's yeah. why with this whole artificial intelligence thing, it's like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tool, but you still gotta to you an know, extent, keep an yeah. eye on. It. <laughs> you got to keep an eye on it. You know, you got to make sure that it is actually getting it right. Not just assume just because yes, it's true. there, you know. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Like, yeah, we could rely on it. We can have it help you with writing too. But yeah, after it's done writing for you, you still got to review it. So it's like, yeah, you know? it's just like a tool. Yeah. It's not something you just use to it, do Exactly. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the program it's that I use, it's called uh, AEIG ISUB. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty old school program from what I gathered up on mm -hmm. but it's very reliable a lot of people use it like especially when they make fan subtitles for stuff yeah this is the program that they use so yeah it's a cool tool that's cool. it's just like i said it's very time consuming and uh, yeah <laughs> so do you have you're, to like download the movie like you must have to like have it right on your computer for you to be able to yeah you, the... you have yeah you have to have the video on your computer so yeah okay. so that's pretty much so i was lucky enough to already have the copy of the movie and then just sync it up from there so I'm right there watching it and then typing it as it goes and then making sure that it's matching with the time. So. Oh, wow. Well, thank you yeah. for doing that because I'm like, that. that is a lot, honestly. You say it is not, but for me, that I'm was... like, I don't, I don't think yeah. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, it, it, it was done. So it was Yeah. Um, and what, like, I don't know if I asked you this the, the last time we, we spoke on my other um, show or segment but how did you fall in love with like the like mexican films in general like was there a specific like movie or what was it that drew you to like that mm -hmm. like mexican film well kind of touching base like with you you know how you say you grew up watching it mm -hmm. you're around that environment so that's pretty much how it was you know growing up it's just like you're around that stuff you know you're around the music the food yeah. whatever the movies tv and yeah you know so it's always been there so yeah. it's like when it first started, I was probably like seven years old. I was literally seven years old, I, I remember, because I was in second grade, I remember. And then literally it was just Saturday morning. No, not Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon uh -huh. with my parents. And then we're just, we didn't have cable, obviously, like a lot of like a lot of people back then, I, I would like to say, because <laughs> yeah, I feel like nowadays here. everybody has, has yeah. cable. Or they have but anyway, so we didn't have cable for watching whatever on TV. And then um, I remember my mom was just like, oh, they're going to give. Ratas de la Ciudad on Channel 62, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, so we all just literally watch it. And I think my brother, no, my brother was probably just like in his room or something, playing video games. Or something. So yeah. it's just me and my parents. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was the movie that kind of pretty much started it in a way. Okay. I remember just because that movie is kind of just stuck in my head. I remember. Yeah. I was just like, oh, shh, you know, it's like this is so intense stuff, you know. <laughs> Even though it was like censored at times because it was TV, but still, it's like, oh man, this is some crazy stuff. You know, it's basically, it's very like melodramatic, but it's also very like sleazy too. Yeah. So basically, it's about this guy. He moves to the to Mexico City with his son. He doesn't have a wife anymore. His wife left him, and yeah, he gets a job as a trainer, a personal trainer. I forgot exactly. 
And yeah, he's just with his son. And then they go to an amusement park. They have a good day. And then the son gets hit by a car, literally. Like, yeah. you see it happen, too. It's like, he, the, you know, like the car hits the boy. And then he's treated in the hospital. He gets into this, like, big fight with the cop. The cop ends up taking him in and tortures him, even. Like, we see him, like, torturing the guy, the poor guy, you know, <laughs> by, the, by the cop, the same cop who hit the son, by the way. So, oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, so he gets sent away to jail, like, uh-huh. rarely unfairly, obviously, because the guy didn't really do anything other than just, like, fight the cop, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he basically gets separated from his son, and then the son ends up running away from the orphanage he was supposed to be in, or he's going to stay at. Yeah. And he just ends up in the streets. He joins, like, a, he just, yeah, he joins with this other kid that's a street kid. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, they just rob people. These, you know, they injure people with their knives. You know, they stab them, or they, like, fight them. Yeah. Basically, just struggling to survive. It's just robbing people constantly. Yeah. And then when he gets out, the dad, he searches for him. He becomes a cop himself, which is so funny, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then this is Valentin Trujillo, by the way, the actor, the, the oh. father. So, okay. of course, he's already, he's a well-known actor. And he's always playing like a vigilante type of car- character. Yeah, so yeah. he's, of course, playing this kind of character again. So <laughs> along the way, he searches for his son. It's like he's shooting, you know, bad guys stuff like that so yeah so that's the thing you know it's a very very sad story you know of a guy looking for his son and then along the way it's like you see the city's urban areas just struggling with like addiction and like yeah. crying yeah because that's another thing too in the movie you see like kids like huffing glue because that was like a thing obviously over there back then mm-hmm. like you that's huff crazy. glue and you're just in this yeah so and it doesn't end well either. Like, it, that's not a happy ending at all. <laughs> I remember that movie just being not happy at all. I was like, man, this is like a really sad movie. But I liked yeah. it. You know, it was just like, it was really interesting. Yeah. And my favorite scene in the movie, and then I'll shut up. No, you're fine. But um, there's this scene in the movie, like right in the middle. Um, it's right before he turns into a cop. Like, he, his friend that was, he was in jail that set him up as a cop. He's like, hey, you're going to talk to the boss, you know. He's going to get you the job. And then so he's like, hey, so, you know, he wants to join. He wants to join the squad. And then the the police chief or whatever is like, okay, go fight that guy over there. They're in a bar. <laughs> and then the guy's like, what? Like, go go beat the shit out of him. Go do it. He literally tells him like that, like, go beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then he goes and he punches the guy. And then everybody just starts fighting. And in the background, Los, you know, the group Los Caminantes. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with yeah. Los Caminantes. Yeah, yeah. So Los Caminantes are in that bar playing on the on the top of the like the ceiling of the bar. I don't know how to explain it, but the yeah, so they're playing. Of, yeah, they're, about, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just literally playing on the top of the bar still while everybody's fighting. Like uh-huh. they're not even stopping or anything. Oh my god. That's yeah, hilarious. it's like it's like a crazy scene. I was just like, wow, this is weird, you know. Can you can so, you find that one online yeah. or no? That film or is it kind of? Uh, it's it's kind of out there. Like there is like little shoddy copies on YouTube. You could probably uh-huh. watch it there, but. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those movies that really pretty much has gotten lost with time, I want to say. Like, it's it, it was it was out on DVD. It okay. came out on DVD. But, you know, nowadays it's like you can't find Mexican DVDs anywhere. So Yeah, it's really rare. It's 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 really rare nowadays because they don't print them anymore. That's another mm-hmm. thing, too, you know. So, yeah, that's one of those movies that you have to kind of dig for nowadays. But, it, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll be able to find it. You just have to okay. really look and make sure you're not it. overspending. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's cool, though. I, I really, that's literally one of my favorite movies right there, you know, from this genre, particular genre, at least. That's cool. Yeah, and I, that's what yeah. I like about, um, like, you sharing your films, because and you have your collection and everything, which we'll get into in a little bit, but, uh, mm. like, some of the films that you post, I'm like, I, either maybe I watched them as a kid, I just forgot, or some of them, honestly, I didn't even know they existed. I was like, what? Like, this actors in this novella? Like, or, like, they weren't, I think the other day, yeah. posted, maybe, like, a couple weeks, it was Abraham Ramos. And he was in this like satanic oh. cult one, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of those were like stick to video sometimes too, so that's another reason why. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't like a theatrical release, so. But yeah, no, yeah, a lot of actors, famous actors, even yeah. were like in movies like that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see that because I grew up like watching novelas, but I never saw like some of these. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they had some horror uh, movies that they were in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. And um, your trailers too, like I like. Obviously, they're they're funny, but 
I like this yeah. because some of them, like, damn, like, again, I miss some of these movies and I was like, it makes me want to go see them. But I know, like you said, some of them are su- super obscure. So it's hard to even yeah. like, get a, your hands to be able to watch them. So it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. bummed sometimes. I'm like, damn, I want to go see that one, but <laughs> I don't have the video. Oh, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took me a while to find everything that I wanted and more after a while, especially yeah. like over the years. It's like, oh, I found out about this movie. It's like, I got to find it. Let me look online. It's like, oh, it's not online. It's like, oh, I'll have to wait and see where it comes out. And eventually it'll pop up. It's weird. I've been lucky mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. Like, pretty much I got into the point where it's like, I got everything that I've been looking for for yeah. so long. Now it's like, okay, I think I'm good. Like, I don't really dig as much as I used to. Yeah. Because back in the day, it's like constantly, constantly digging, 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 digging everywhere online or wherever I could, like, find movies. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> If I see something, maybe I'll buy it. But now it's like, I don't have to buy it. You know, I'll think by myself, you know, yeah. I could wait or I can like be like, I think I already have that even, you know? Yeah. I don't how, need another How big is your collection? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty big. I mean, it's a lot of VHS, so it takes up a lot of room too. And mm-hmm. the reason it's VHS again, it's because a lot of these didn't come out on DVD, but I have DVDs too, of course. Yeah. And then of course the, the Blu-rays that are coming out nowadays. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite large. I think one time I did a rough count of the VHS was uh-huh. like three thousand. Oh shit! And this was just and this was just me just going like one, one, two, two, three, 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 whatever you know. Yeah. So it, it could have been less than three thousand. Yeah. But it was a lot though for sure that I counted. <laughs> this was like shelf stuff that I have two shelves, and then I have stuff in the closet with charring containers, and the containers are just filled, and yeah, it's just crazy. That's crazy. You should have like a museum it's, where you just like <laughs> show them, you know? Yeah, like, like eventually I do want to put them somewhere on display, but it's yeah. like I got to find somewhere like reliable and safe. But but so far it's it's pretty cool. It's just cool to have it with me, but yeah. I'm open to having it somewhere like safe as well. Like let's say an archive, like an actual archive, not some yeah, yeah. not some person's studio or whatever. Yeah. Like people have, have told me before, they'll be like, Oh, you can just keep the stuff here. We'll have it on display. It's like their art studio or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nah, more safe. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like touching back with Michael's. Like Michael's like, oh, you know, like UCLA arch. I remember we we're talking about archiving and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, maybe UCLA would probably like take him in for you, like if you ever, you know, they don't want him with you anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah something like that would 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 actually make sense, you know, a university yeah. or something, if they would want to. Yeah. But right now, it's like, nah, it's still with me. So <laughs> when the time comes, that's when I'll seek out people, like archives or whatever. Like, hey, do you guys want this? I'll hold it for me. You know? Yeah. Use it for your educational purposes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and the um, the covers back then, too, were like really dope. Like the way the artwork that they did. Some of oh, them were like yeah. cheesy, but I don't know. I think that's like one thing that stood out for me for Mexican films when I would go to the mom and pop shops to rent like the, the VHSs was like the oh, cover yeah. art. Yeah, sometimes they'll use the poster art or they would just like have art commission and sometimes those arts are kind of crazy or really bad actually. Yeah. There's some that are really bad and then some that are bad but they're kind of funny. Yeah. Like, let me, they have one that's cool actually. It's from a movie called Violencia Domicilia. Oh wow. Oh yeah. That's, that's actually that's, a really cool cover. That's like, a cool even cover, the, yeah. even Like the poster for it, like I don't have the poster but I've seen it before. It's pretty like basic. It's white and it just has like the characters and stuff. Yeah, but I've always liked this. Like this actually pops out more. Yeah, and I think I have a poster of this too somewhere. I have to look, but yeah, it's. I'll say that's what I'm saying. It's still pretty relevant to what the movie is. It's like you know he's in there, he's doing that. She's in the movie. The skull. I mean, that's just like a symbol of what's gonna happen. I guess you know, death. <laughs> what's the name of the movie again for that one? Uh, Violencia Domicilio, and then it's okay. Jardín de la Paz, like under it, like another alternate title, Jardín okay. de la Paz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a good movie. I actually really like this movie. Actually, <laughs> what's that one about? Is it like a it's a or... it's like a home invasion movie. So oh, okay. Yeah, so this guy and like two other guys, and then the girl in the cover right here, they just like break into this rich man's house, and his wife is in there, and they're like Italian, so they're like. They have like these like cheesy fake Italian accents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're just in there like terrorizing like, hey, you know, we're gonna, we want your money, your jewels, whatever. Yeah. 
but back and forth it's like home invasion and then there's like a twist at the end like i'm not gonna spoil it obviously but yeah. there's like a really crazy twist and you find out more about the couple that they're like holding hostage it's 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 interesting it's weird but it's interesting so i was like oh cool this is interesting yeah the film that's what yeah. i like about the mexican genre though too like back like the 80s 80s 70s mm-hmm. whatever because they, they were like so freaking weird like some of it was like random stuff that happened in the movie but it was like you said it made it like uh memorable and like i don't know something about the story that it, uh, I, it did. yeah just like this movie like it's called jardin de la paz so the movie is called that too it's because the lady in the movie the one that the italian lady mm-hmm. she's like attending to her garden all the time and then like <laughs> and the ending again she's attending to the garden and then i mean i'm not gonna go further but you know it, yeah. it, it you know the garden is there yeah like, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a dark there's like a dark secret in the garden kind of thing okay is Not that one horror, easy to find too or is that one hard to find uh online? it's actually hard to find i don't think it came out on dvd as i recall yeah. i think it's only come out on video like this one that i have and other ones yeah and it's aired on tv before but yeah, yeah that's that's an example of it. it's not it was never released on dvd yeah, I don't think it's sad sometimes. It's like, man, like, you're, like, one of the few people that have it, you know? Like, so it's kind of, like, uh, so yeah. I go, like, it's cool that you guys giving it shine because some of these films, probably people haven't seen it in years or some people haven't ever seen them. And so it's cool that you guys are doing that. And kind of brings me to my next question is, like, how did that, because um, I remember you started out um, in L.A. I don't know if it was a bar or something where you were you started your first kind of, like, screenings and then you moved to Frida Cinema, um. right? Or yeah well it was actually my friend's uh bookshop raft oh yeah bookshop <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. we so we did a we did a poster exhibit there because she likes to have exhibits on her walls on her shop uh-huh. and then yeah so the opportunity came she's like hey what do you want to do i'm like yeah for sure you know mm-hmm. and we did it and yeah people really came out like you know i i didn't even think like it was going to be like a big deal i thought it was gonna be like you know people were gonna come obviously mm-hmm. but it, it pretty much did go beyond the expectations you know yeah people came and they were like wow this is cool you know i haven't really like seen stuff like this around before you know or oh i haven't seen this movie you know they started getting nostalgic about it too mm-hmm. and yeah and then after that she's like hey would you want to like just you know show movies and I'm like yeah for sure you know so yeah we did like a, a couple i believe you know yeah. and a few people came you know and it was cool you know like nobody left disappointed you know the people came and they were like oh i like that i like that that was really fun you know that was interesting yeah i never seen that before you know or I have seen it, but don't really remember. But it was cool to see it again. So, you know, it was cool. Yeah. And then after that, I did it at Whammy Analog Media, the VHS shop in, whatchamacallit? Uh, not Silver Lake, um, Echo Park. Okay. I did three there, and those were pretty cool, too. You know, people came out, and, you know, I showed them some pretty obscure stuff on video. Those were good, yeah. And then after that, um, that's literally where I met Michael too. Was at Whammy, you know, ironically. Oh, nice. And then Michael obviously like found out what I did. And he he had the idea there about Frida, like, oh, we could do something at Frida, and that's pretty much how we aligned right there, you know. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And for those listening in, um, whenever this drops, but is uh, Trash Max Festival just passed what like uh this past weekend in May of 2023. At the Frida mm-hmm. Cinema, and Frida Cinema is in Orange County, for those that don't know. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, congrats on that. I, I saw that it was, like, a great success for you guys. Um, yeah, it was good. And you had some special guests, too, like uh, an expert that, yeah. that talks about El Santo, right? Or... Yeah, yeah, Dr. <laughs> David Wild. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he's a really big inspiration for me, actually. So, like, whenever back in the day I was looking at movies or something, like, you know, like titles, I came across like his website. It's like from his from the university he was working at, which was the University of Maryland, I believe. Okay. So he had like this extension on that on their website where he had his work, which was like writings of like reviews and stuff like that, research of Mexican films and actors. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that he had like a bunch of stuff for El Santo, and then he, I forgot what he said exactly that he was the first to have like a a, a website devoted to El Santo in 1995, oh, wow. I believe. So he was one of the first people on the internet to really like have something about El Santo on there, you know, yeah, like a place where there was info, you know, yeah, free Wikipedia days, basically, you know, he had something about El Santo. So he dwelled really deep into the career of him. So mm-hmm. that's why when me and Michael screen, we're you know got the idea to screen uh, the El Santo movies. It's like, well, who can we get? So 
I thought immediately, Dr. Will, you know. Yeah. He's the only one that I know for sure that will be like, hey, you know, this is this, this, this. And yeah, he, he gave a good lecture. It was it, it was pretty long at the, at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> Yeah. So we even told them like, hey, like, hey, let's cut it and let's we'll finish it after the second movie. Yeah. But it was cool though, cause you know he had a lot to say. Obviously. <laughs> the funny cool. thing is, they they told him fifteen. They're like, can you do this in fifteen? He was like, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and I already had a feeling it's like it's not gonna go fifteen minutes. It's gonna go beyond that. And he did go beyond that, mm-hmm. and even further a little bit, just almost. And then that's when we we're yeah. like, hey, uh, David, like, let's let's stop now and start and playing the music and like in the. Let's just uh, yeah. Let, <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was the funny part about it though but it was cool though i mean regardless everybody was still happy with what he yeah, did yeah you know? it wasn't cool. like a ba- it wasn't like a bad thing what he did you yeah. know it was just like oh you know we we're on schedule so it's like yeah. all right let's just finish this up and then we'll finish after dude yeah and he was like he, he was like okay yeah, yeah yeah for sure and then yeah so you know after the second movie i mean the first movie was over he came back spoke a little bit more yeah you know people got to learn like i said it was cool because we saw the movies obviously people were there mm-hmm. for the movies for sure yeah. but it was also cool to like you know learn more and get people to learn exactly who he was and about these movies and you know stuff like that so you know i hope i really do hope people did get to learn a little bit more rather than just you know know what they know yeah it's more of like hey to have him there (laughs) oh yeah yeah and he was really cool to talk to even just before that you know like we were there at the theater we were just talking and right away we me and him just clicked you know we were cool you know we talked about all kinds of stuff you know yeah was he he in the area like near the area or no so he's from maryland um richmond maryland yeah he's very far (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he's been over there for the longest time he was a librarian i believe for the university i forgot exactly and then he started uh teaching over there but just like a film class just for like two days i believe he says he does Uh and then he retired from the library job at the university and then that's when he did the teaching thing and he only does that part-time but of course, he's still doing his own research on Mexican films and his class as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, he he's still busy. You know, he's about sixty some years old, and you know he's still just grinding it. You know. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I admired about him too is that he was just, he's still devoted to what he does and his interests. You know, and that's yeah. kind of why I said he's like an inspiration because he's just dwelling into the cinema mm-hmm. very deeply. And it's gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, he's starting to get recognition. Like he seen the boxing with uh, Abraham, you know, your other the guest oh, yeah, Abraham yeah. Castillo. Yeah, so they're both in the blue that Blu-ray box that's coming out, the Mexican horror one. And then he did the El Santo one too recently. Oh, I think I just got that one too. Yeah. Yeah, the the first two movies. Yeah, so David Wood has something in there as well. So see, that's not what I'm saying. So his work gotten to the point where it's like, they want know. him to be part of it. Yeah. yeah, they want him to be part of this. You know. So uh, that's what I'm. I'm very happy with that. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, and no, shout yeah, out to so that's uh, what I'm to Abraham Ramos, Dr. David Will, uh, uh, or Flores. Abraham, yeah, uh, Flores yeah. from uh, Amigos yeah. Panteoneros, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they know each other too. That's what I'm saying. See, so like minds, you know, connect. You know. <laughs> yeah. And ironically, I've met Abraham too. So it's like you know, I met these two guys already. So it's that's cool to cool. know that there's others out there dwelling into the cinema. Yeah, and it's cool what he's doing right now. Like, because I just had him like last season on my on the podcast, and I think I found him through you too. I, I found a lot of people mm-hmm. through you. Um, yeah, so shout out to you. But yeah, and then he's doing now um, the Cinemex, right? Like he did like some collaboration with them where they're showing like a bunch of oh, black yeah. and white horror films. So that's yeah. Dope. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, the original idea was to have him and Doctor Will, but Abraham and Abraham was like, yeah, he was down, but then of course he got caught up with this, so it was understandable he couldn't come, but yeah but it was cool but still regardless you know he was happy with the turnout too he was like oh congrats you know yeah so, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. so eventually hopefully we do something with him but for now it's like you know he had his own thing going over there and it was pretty big you know yeah. <laughs> from what i saw you know and it's cool you know especially in the theater chain over there yeah that's pretty cool i was like damn i wish i was in mexico right now <laughs> yeah it looked cool like from what i saw they had like this nice little premiere for it and then uh the theater some of the theaters i think they even decorated like the the theater with like spider webs and coffins i know i saw that it looked cool and then he yeah. had um what's her name the actress that he had as his date i was like oh shit the one she wasn't like oh. Llorona or something one of the no the, her... yeah, yeah, yeah um rosa arena no rosa arena i don't know why i want to say rosa arenas but i don't know her, I, name was. her last name is arenas hold on rosa... 
Yeah, that was pretty dope. I was like, oh wow, he's doing his thing out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosita Arenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw her. Yeah, I saw her speak at the academy. So when he was here in Los Angeles, well, not here, Los Angeles. I'm, I'm in Pomona, but <laughs> when he was when he was doing his thing in Los Angeles and at the Academy Museum, mm-hmm. he screened Las, El Espejo de la Bruja. He had Rosita Arenas there in person, okay. and then she spoke about the movie and then how she was married to the to April Salazar. Yeah, it was cool to so it was pretty cool to see her there and then for him to still like be with her, you know. Yeah. this year with you know with the whole thing yeah so it's cool that she's part of it you know yeah yeah it's cool like to see like a little bit everywhere like the different impact like uh like people like you michael and like um uh, abraham what you guys are what they're doing you know with like uh, showing yeah. more like obscure films or, or films that people haven't yeah. seen on the big screen you know yeah with him with the classic horror you know like yeah and then me with this more obscure like yeah. <laughs> later stuff yeah <laughs> so that's another thing me and abraham always saying like oh you know i dwell into the older stuff you dwell into like the 80s 90s it's like yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> and what's your favorite film you've like screened so far so over the weekend we screened six movies and out of those six man it would probably be the Sunday ones, which was Violador Infernal and Fiscal de Hierro. And okay. if you don't know what Violador Infernal is, it's literally infernal rapist. Especially when you, especially when I say that, it's like, oh shit, you know. Yeah, like, it's like really intense. Like what, like, what kind of a movie is that? It's like, but you know, that's the whole point of the movie. That's kind of what I was trying. That's why I wanted to screen it. It's like, that's kind of the point of the movie. It's supposed to shock you. You know, it's an mm-hmm. explo- it's an exploitation movie. You know. Yes. Yeah. That that was the selling point. It's like, hey. This is a guy about a rapist, you know, satanic rapist, you know. Yeah. It's a killer. And I saw and that. I was funny... like, oh wow, the the premise was like crazy. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's but a crazy. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy premise. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing is, um, people before like the screenings happened, they're like, oh, you're gonna screen it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna be the first ones to do it after so many years. You know? uh-huh. And then um, people were like, oh, we're probably gonna have walkouts watch. And I was like, no, I don't think. So. I don't think it, people are gonna be that sensitive. And then sure enough, Sunday when the movie started, like I think a few minutes into it, mm-hmm. even before anything actually really happened, it just started to get really intense. I noticed mm-hmm. two people walked out, <laughs> like they couldn't take it, obviously. Yeah. And then I learned that it was a guy and his like teenage daughter, and I was like, why would you bring your teenage daughter to a movie called Violent Intrepid? Yeah, it's like Google it and translate it. <laughs> yeah, like at first I thought it was just I don't know a couple of people, but I don't have yeah. any. But it turned out to be a yeah a guy and his teenage daughter. I was like, wow, really? <laughs> I know sometimes but... I think about like these movies and like certain types of music. Like I was listening to Eminem, the Marshall Matters one, where like it has Kill You and all these like Kim. Um, and it's like really graphic, like pretty much like about like uh, doing domestic violence and all this different stuff. And I was like, damn, th- all this stuff, like now people would have canceled it. But like to me, like I grew up watching this stuff. So like it's like Mujeres yeah. la Vida Real was super intense, you know, like some of them yeah. I couldn't watch because it was, yeah, it was too much. But it's, yeah. that's like the era we grew up in. So I'm not like as sensitive. Like there's mm. there's certain ones where like, yeah. like the torture rape ones that I'm like, ah, I won't watch those. But like the Mexican ones, I don't know. Something about it is like a nostalgia about it. Not that I condone it, but you know. It's like yeah, nostalgia. it's a product. Of, it's a product of its time for sure. Because then yeah. there's like some homophobic uh, remarks yes. in there too. Even I was just like, ah, he shouldn't have said that. Like, but this is just me because we're living in a time where it's like, you don't say shit like that. You know, yeah. it's fucked up. Yeah. So, but but then it was just like you know it was, that was just the mindset. Then you know they didn't they mm-hmm. didn't really think much of it. You know, it's like they just thought being gay was a bad thing. You know. Yeah. Whereas now it's like it's a, it's more acceptable, obviously. You know. That's and true, I yeah. I'm and I'm and I'm for it too. You know, like yeah, you can be gay here. for all I care. You're cool. You know, I don't give a fuck. But yeah. but when they say the gay remarks, I'm like, I'm I'm even just like ah, uh, <laughs> awkward. You know. Was like and listening like, to Eminem too. Like he had a bunch yeah. of homophobic and lyrics. And then like and then like it, and then it comes off funny too. But then yeah. it's like you feel bad for wanting to laugh. But some yeah. people in the audience laugh. But it, but again, like I said, it's a product of its time. People are gonna just take yeah. it as it is. You know. Yeah. Obviously, it was meant to be like an insult and like a, a funny thing. I didn't laugh. I just thought ah. <laughs> yeah. But people laugh. So it's like okay. So see, people know what the fuck they're watching. They, they, it's just yeah. What the, the fuck? It's just them. It's just it's just the program. It's, it's the eighties, the late eighties, you know. <laughs> but true. yeah, so that's that's the thing. So that movie was that was probably like the one that I really wanted to screen, just because, like I said, I wanted to have something really different, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be something not so innocent either. Like I wanted like to 
just kind of like i don't know how to explain it just to kind of get at people you know like get the emotions out you know yeah yeah because i feel like nowadays with movies like they can they want to be brutal Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent, it's like, okay, we'll be brutal, but we're going to not be so brutal. Like, we still want to, like, be okay. We want to still not offend nobody, you know? Yeah. But sometimes it's like, you got to be offensive a little bit just to get to your point, you know, to really show that you are making something really messed up, you know? Like, let's yeah. say Hostel, for example. Hostel uh, was, I thought it was pretty brutal for what it was. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that movie could have been even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they could have really went harder on the torture. Uh-huh. But obviously they wanted to be like, that's it, you know, they don't want to freak too many people out, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, we got the eyeball. That's gross enough. And I'm just thinking they could have went way worse than that. <laughs> like what I do was you think, thinking... like, what do you think the Mexican horror films like like the eighties ones got away with it? Is it did they not have ratings or they just didn't care? Well, they had ratings obviously over there. I think Obviously, there was to a certain extent, obviously, still, you know, <laughs> yeah, you just couldn't show certain things or, you know, to them, it's just like here, it's like, as long as you don't go too far with the sex, you're fine. Yeah. Infernal Rape is pretty much gets away with it just because mm-hmm. it's that's really what the movie's about. You know? It's like, he's raping, you know, he's a rapist, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. but you don't, but it doesn't get so graphic. Like you don't see him actually doing it. You just see him just getting on his victims and then yeah. doing what he doing what he does and that's it you know yeah so that's just what it is you know obviously they still went with the ratings the expectations and all yeah. but they, it was but it was fairly close to it's like oh wow this is intense you know yeah yeah because i feel some of them were like i think you showed one that i had never seen it was like a clip of like a little kid that like his eye was stolen i, I think it was you you said oh yeah Olor a muerte. Yeah, Olor yeah. A muerte. yeah and i was like that shit was intense like that's still like kind of like for some people it might be like triggering you know i was like damn <laughs> yeah that's a pretty brutal movie it's just so sleazy and then it's like yeah violent like yeah that little boy you know like <laughs> like let me delve a little bit into that movie so it's like about um basically the way it starts it's pretty fucked up they have the three burned bodies in the morgues uh-huh. you know and then it basically the reporter's like what happened to these kids like what's going on you know? and then that's when we get to a flashback to the little boy the full the little they zoom into the little boy's body uh-huh. and then they that's when they delve into the story of him he's like not really all there like he's maybe kind of like i would say nowadays i would think now it's like he's autistic you know i don't think okay. he was dumb per se yeah it's just he was just challenging you know like he wasn't he wasn't mentally challenged he just you know just didn't really like have the smarts really yeah you know so yeah so his parents are like saying you know oh you know he's retarded you know i hate saying that by the way don't i don't condone that word but you know that's what they're saying in the movie he's retarded you know we we gotta do something this you know and then they're like well we'll just send them away to a a facility or something Mm -hmm. and the little boy's like you know obviously he's like like no you know he doesn't want to be sent away so he runs away and then he meets up with like these three kids and then like a girl that he knows from the neighborhood joins him too because she was assaulted around that same time you know she gets assaulted and she doesn't want to be home so she joins him in the streets and then they're like joining like they would they go with a gang a street gang then another rival street gang comes and they try to fight each other you know territory stuff so forth and in that scene with the eyeball, that's when they like the, the street, the rival street gang, they tell them like, hey, you know, this is a warning or this is, you know, don't mess with us or whatever. And then they stab him in the eye. Oh, <laughs> and then, yeah, literally like they do it. And then he's like holding his eye and he's screaming like really horribly. And it's like, oh, man, this is intense, you know. <laughs> but that's the point, you know, they wanted to shock you. It, yeah. it shocked me. So it did work, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So with, with, with the Violador Infernal, it's like, it shocked people, you know. It's like that's the selling point. You know? so that's kind of what say, I want. Did you guys say something in the beginning of the film, like, "Hey, it might be like triggering," or it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because Michael did say that, you know, but he was kind of being sarcastic about it. But he, you know, uh-huh. at the same time, he was being serious. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and he and he kind of like was just like, "Oh, you know, I had to leave a little." You know, near the end, I noticed like he didn't even really watch the ending. I think I think he left like close to the ending because mm-hmm. he just couldn't. Even he couldn't really handle it. I think yeah. at that point because <laughs> it was like he was like, "Yeah, it was getting kind of like, too much for me." Even. Yeah, and I was just like, ah, yeah, I get it, I guess. Like, I can see why, but he wasn't like bothered by it. He understood what it was, you know. Yeah, but it was just funny that he did. He was just like, yeah, all right, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So what that's what I'm like, saying. That's, yeah. No, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what's, what's like your favorite like horror, Mexican horror film that you've shown? So, um, trying to think. Well, I guess it would be that one. And then another one would be, I showed one at Whammy Analog, maybe. It's called Asesinos de Medianoche. Oh, Asesino de Medianoche. And that one's a little different just because it's a very obscure 90s horror movie. Uh-huh. It was shot in LA, but it was made by like a, a Mexican producer, Mexican director with a Mexican cast. People from the area, even you know, from the Los Angeles area. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, that was my first one at Whammy. And it was cool because people came out and, you know, I didn't do subtitles for that movie. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. we were just, we wanted to show the original tape. We didn't want to like show a digital copy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just showed it in Spanish and people still came. People that didn't even understand it were like, oh, it was cool. You know, I didn't get it, but I didn't understand it, but <laughs> I got the gist of it. And I, I like what I saw. It was, it was interesting. It was cool. Yeah. And yeah, that movie was cool just because it's like a, a base. It's just a slasher, you know. You know, there's a killer on the loose. The cops are trying to look for him. There's a reporter trying to find out who it is. And then we're supposed to think it's supposed to be his friend that he takes him, a drug addict. Uh-huh. And like a Vietnam, they're both war, Vietnam war vets. So okay. they both have mental issues and so forth, you know. So that's a that's part of the plot. It's like, oh, you know, one of them's crazy. So, yeah. And they think it's him. Yeah. There's this whole like this thing. Yeah. So it's cool. And then like it's pretty brutal at times. Like there's one scene where. There's like a teenage couple like making out in a truck, mm-hmm. and then he just comes out and he just starts stabbing on the knife, and he has a ski mask. You don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that that one was probably my favorite one, mm-hmm. besides the Frida stuff. Ladrones was cool, by the way. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that screen. But other ones besides the Frida, yeah, that would probably be my favorite one was the Asesino de Medianoche, and that's a very obscure movie too. It's just like. It came out on DVD, but now you can't really find the DVD. Yeah. Okay. Again, the producer Jorge Gomez, he's still in the Los Angeles area. He's he's pretty cool. He's been he's he was supportive enough to let me screen it. You know, I asked for his permission. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. He didn't think much of it. He was just like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, just do it. I even asked him like, Did you want like money? He's like, No, just go ahead, it's fine. That's pretty cool. Like, and Yeah, that's the that was fun. Yeah, because I was going to ask that, too, like, because, you know, with, like, American films, because those are, like, more mainstream, sometimes you have to get, like, permissions to screen movies, but with these, like, do you need any of that, or is it kind of a little bit different? Uh, well, yeah, we, well, with these, we booked through ACFA, uh, American Genre Film Archive, and then okay. they handled the theatrical bookings for, like, a lot of stuff, okay. mostly with, like, companies that release these movies, like Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome released Ladrones de Tumbas on Blu-ray. And the other ones that we screen, Cemetery of the Terror, Don't Panic, Infernal Rapist. So we we booked their ACFA, and ACFA does the deal with Vinegar. Vinegar hands the rights over to them, you know, to screen. Okay. And the funny thing about that is um, we were, me and Michael were the first to do with Ladrones, you know. Nobody yeah. booked that movie for, for theatrical showing until us. You oh, know. wow. <laughs> yeah, the movie was there for, like, what, three years, two years for a theatrical booking? Yeah. Nobody booked it for some reason. We were the first. It That's was crazy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So we booked through there. Okay. And then yeah, and then other Mexican movies there. Yeah, there's right holders. Some of them are pretty okay to deal with. Some not so much at all. Okay. I don't really want to dwell into it, but yeah, it's like yeah, it's just a hard thing to do. Is it but kind no, of pri- is that, it like pricey or is it kind of like decent? It's a mix. It's a mixture of like pricing. Well, what do you mean exactly? Oh, I mean, like, as far as, like, when you're asking for permission and all this stuff, like, having to do it through them, like, um, is it expensive to get, like, to be able to screen the films, or is it kind of in the middle? Well, well through it, so through F, it was pretty easy. I mean, they give okay. us a price. Yeah. And then if we were to go to somebody else, it's like, gotta hear their price, and you gotta see if they're cool with it, too, you know, but. Yeah. So far, it's been more of like Echo's been really cool with it. Other people, it's been challenging, at least for my end, because I'm always looking to outside of Agfa, uh-huh. and it's like no luck, no luck, no luck, or maybe well, yeah, like with Mexican producers and right holders, it's like pretty challenging still. But you know, I I think I found a way to to like get to people, mm-hmm. like to another source. But I think we'll be fine though in the future, at least. Right now, it's just. Okay easily you know rather than just dwell into the, the more obscure stuff or the harder stuff but we'll, we'll get to that you know? 
Yeah. And like I right said, now. I'm down to collaborate on something here in San Diego because it's kind of oh, like yep. a pain sometimes having to go all the way up there. But I'm like, sometimes I'll make the drive. Like, I know you guys have a couple more things coming up. But now I was going to ask you, like, what's what's next for you guys um, for um, Trash Max? In August. Mm-hmm. August. That's what Michael's saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a double feature, a horror double feature there. And I'm hoping to have a couple of the actors in the movie. Nice. I'm not going to go into it yet, but yeah. there were child. So, and I think they'll be down. I haven't asked them yet, but I think they'll be down. And if not, it's fine. But I yeah. think I think good chance that they'll want to come out for sure. You know, just because you know that movie does mean a lot to them and stuff. That's but yeah, cool. it, yeah, it'll be cool. What uh, what year is it? If I know you can't say it just yet, but what what year is the movie? Uh, what year is it? That's a good question. Well, it's two <laughs> of them, but one of them I know for sure is from ninety one. And then the other one is from eighty nine. Is it, it's a, a sequel or like a it, first and second part? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it it should be fun. Yeah, Especially... I think Michael told me a little bit about it. He didn't say what the film was, but I was like, he's like, you're gonna want to go to this because I think I asked him. I'm like, do you guys yeah. envision having like a cast and a Q and A afterwards? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're actually working on something. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, just a couple of the actors. So hopefully they'll like want to come out because they are in the area too. That's the ironic part too. So, oh, wow. okay. I think they'll I think they'll be down, especially because, you know, like I said, this is a movie that they they basically began. I think their acting career, their mm-hmm. short acting. So yeah, it, it should be cool. I think. I mean, either way, like I said, whether we have them or not, it'll be interesting. Just because it's different and then somewhere cool like Gardena, for example. I never been there, but it should it'll be cool to be there. You know, to do something there. Okay, I'll probably I'll so, for sure probably try to make that one because that's at the Gardena Cinema, right? Yeah, Gardena Cinema. Yeah, that one would be pretty cool. Yeah, we wanted and, to check it out, that place. Yeah, and yeah. I've been wanting to go there, too, so it'll be cool to finally like go there and then actually to do something there. Yeah, I hope it, like, if it gets was, bought out, because it's trying to get, it's, it's uh, for sale, right? Like, because it couldn't keep up with the with the fees or something. I remember seeing an article, and I'm like, I hope somebody buys it and just keeps it as a theater. Uh, and then I think I heard that the Mana might, might not even sell. I forgot. I don't I know. I hope there, not. <laughs> there's always something going on there, but no, yeah. I think from... Yeah, they're not going to sell, but you never okay. know. I don't change, but yeah. I think now it's like to the point where they're like, okay, we're not not just yet. We think we're gonna stay here a little longer. I think that was too. It's like not yet, but we're here still. Yeah, yeah, because I just found out about it. I think like TikTok, like somebody did a review on it, and it kind of blew up. And then I was like, what? Where is this? And I was like, oh shit, is it Gardena? I'm like, that's not yeah. that far. Yeah, Gardena. And it's just yes. one screen, right? Or do they have two? It's literally just one screen, and I forgot how it's pretty big. Like, it looks small in there. That I mean, from the outside, it looks like it could be small, but mm-hmm. look at the interior. It's like, oh, it's pretty spacious. And then you go into the theater, actual theater, you know, it's like, oh, this is big. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember pretty cool. Yeah, Michael was saying there's, like, a lot of old, like, you know, projection equipment in there still, so it's still very, like, old-fashioned looking in there. Still very, very of product of its time, you know? It's not yeah. much as cheap. But yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, I think people will come out and, like I said, it's cool and it'll be fun to see that with the with the crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah. Keep me posted if you get the cast and everything. I'll yeah. probably still try yeah. to go because I've been wanting to go out there. Well, yeah, it's cool to like see it and like like at home if you have that if you have the advantage to. But then it's mm-hmm. like, I think it'll be much more fun to see it in a theater, you know. Just yeah. like with with Ladrones, that movie was out on Blu-ray already when we screened it, but again. Like a hundred some people came, you know. Yeah. Like pulling out the show. I think we were like eleven tickets away from selling out from what I recall. Oh wow. I believe yeah, I don't even remember, but it was like almost gonna sell out. <laughs> one night over up it off, you know. It was only one screening and then for a movie that was already out on Blu ray, it's like no, people still wanted to come see it in a theater. Yeah, I think it's just different. I, like a different experience. Yeah, with these movies I think yeah, people are gonna be like, Oh, you know what? I think I kinda wanna see this in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> would be fun you know so yeah and then i'm gonna throw in some ideas for michael too so to make it even more fun you know yeah that's cool. real more people and like that's another thing i'm always thinking of like ideas like what can we do to real more people in you know uh-huh but yeah i have an one okay and um i kind of wanted to play a little like i've been trying to do a different thing with the podcast of so doing like trivia and so uh-huh. i kind of want to test test your knowledge i think these are easy but um you'll you'll tell me if otherwise but the first one, um, I was going to say, what's the, what year, 
pues ladrones de tumbas released and no googling <laughs> was it 89 i believe yes yes it was yeah. mm. uh, and then the second one here um what's considered the first mexican horror film with sound La Llorona, I believe that's from 31 or 33, I forget, but 33. I know it's like, yeah, yeah you're 30. right, nice, and then the last one here, I think, let me see if I wrote it down, yeah, I put, uh, name two Mexican horror movies directed by Ruben Galindo Jr. Um, so we got Ladrones de Tumbas, <laughs> and then I'll give you one that not a lot of people know about, Resucitaré para Matarlos. Okay, yeah, with, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> it's resurrected to kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give you. But yeah, yeah, he directed that movie. Okay, cool. I have to check that one out. What was it called again? One more time? Because it kind of broke up a little bit. Resucitaré para matarlos. Okay. And yeah. was that like a slasher or what is it? Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a funny movie. It's like, yeah. I'll send you like a picture of the cover and everything because the cover uh -huh. is so ridiculous. So, um,. <laughs> It's um basically about this kid. They're like in high school, I believe. High school, yeah, they're like in high school, I believe, or maybe even college. No, high school, yeah. They're always picking on this one guy. Doesn't really talk, like nerdy. And then um they like pull a prank on him on the shower, like they accidentally kill him oh, in shit. the lock the locker rooms, yeah. And then they bury his body and then um like all this crazy stuff starts to happen to them one by one. And then like Later on, yeah, we see him, like, I guess back to life, and he looks like a demon or something or a monster. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's pretty weird. Like, it's very Ruben Galindo Jr. When I saw I was like, oh, this is definitely his style for sure. It's just <laughs> not as good as his other movies, but it's, it's. I know this was his, you know, this is obviously his idea, his style, and so forth. Okay. But it's cool. It's, it's, it's very obscure, too. That's, like, one that never got released on DVD either. Okay. It, be on YouTube, I believe, if I recall, but I'm not really too sure. But it's it's pretty obscure though. Okay. Only came up, it's like on this really ridiculous VHS cover <laughs> that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> I like, have to check I, it out then. Describe the cover is like they drew one of the actors of the movie of the if that's in the movie. Uh-huh. And then it, it's it's Dark Man. You know the movie Dark Man? Yeah, yeah. They took the template from the Darkman poster and like <laughs> did their own thing with the actor, and oh it's, it's oh, yeah, I don't know. That's hilarious. Even, like, back over, it's like it does tell you what the movie is about, sort of. Mm -hmm. Bills are not even from the movie; it's from another movie that the actor was in. Oh, so it's okay. they were trying to sell this as some kind of action. That's pretty much what I got from at least. Mm -hmm. But it, the movie is not action; it's like a, a horror thriller kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's funny. But yeah, that was one of his later movies. I think that's from ninety one or ninety Africa. Somewhere in the nineties. Okay. And what about yeah. your top five like Mexican horror films? Uh, uh that's a that's a hard one. Um <laughs> I guess I'll five that I like really like. Not really favorites, but I really like. Mm -hmm. It would be Herencia Diabolica, which is a killer clown doll movie. It's very cheap, by the way. But, oh, yeah, I think I've seen your clips of it. <laughs> yeah, that's another, like, staple right there. Like, Ratas de las Ciudades, that's, uh -huh. like, another right there. That's another one. So, the Herencia uh -huh. And then um, it's another obscure movie from the same producer. Uh, it's called Demon Doll. Okay. It's also called Muerte Infernal. That's what people know it is. But I call it Demon Doll, just because that's the original title. Uh -huh. So Deep Doll, which is about a ventriloquist dummy, and this guy, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous too, but it's cool. That's a horror movie. Yeah. But um, so that one, and then I like um, Ladrones de Tumbas, of course. That's a cool one. Mm -hmm. One actually is really like close to me, even more now that I screened it. But yeah. So that one's cool, and then I like um, Cien Gritos de Terror. It's a classic black and white movie, horror movie. And then the last one, yeah, I don't know what to put for the last one. Pat, what can I put for the last one? I'm trying to think. I guess I'm going to go with um, Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo. The, okay, class the classic. Yeah, yeah that's 60s <laughs> one. So, Enrique Taboada. Yeah, that one's cool. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, that's that cool. One's cool. 
Um, and then before we get out of here, I usually like to uh, ask this last question uh, to end it. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind, either like creatively or personally? Um, I mean, I don't really like to feel like a legacy, but more like just to like sort of just you know just to get these movies more out there the ones that i always post about talk about yeah i i want more people to watch them and obviously i, I want people to remember them you know especially the people that grew up on this stuff you know like don't forget it you know yeah you know, i'll still appreciate it still watch them if you can and of course i want other people of other cultures to watch them too you know mm-hmm. so it was the like screen fiscal de of the mario mother action movie that i showed and on sunday yeah it was oh that to a crowd of like yeah you know there were several mexicans latinos but there was also like whites in there too you know and they're more they're not very familiar with this type of you know cinema so for them to see that and actually really like it they were like yeah this is actually really cool you know i never seen this before yeah or some like a couple of uh friends of michael's they're they're asian and they were like yeah this is cool you know actually i grew up watching this stuff so it was cool to you know so even then it's like see so either you remember it or you didn't grew up around it mm-hmm. or you're familiar with it it's i want people to still see them you know yeah that's pretty cool yeah not just like genre you know i want them to see the action stuff i want them to see the dramas you know if they got if they want to just yeah. all genres i want yeah. them to just rather than the obvious stuff because i feel like when people think of mexican cinema they're just gonna think amores perros which i mean <laughs> I mean, I don't really, I mean, I, I don't care for the movie personally. Uh-huh. And I and why it's hyped up. Like, people do really like it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't really care for it. But, you know, I just feel like that's not really the Mexican cinema that I grew up in. That's not that I'm familiar with. Same. Even, like, the, you know, like when I watch that movie, I'm just like, what the fuck is this, you know? <laughs> like, I, like I'm not. The more mainstream side of yeah, the Mexican cinema. Right to top it off and then it's just like it's just it feels more like it wants to be european you know yeah that thing too about this sort of cinema like that movie and then the what's that other one called um y tu mama tambien. Oh, i've never seen like, that one <laughs> these are they're just trying to cater to a crowd that doesn't really care for mexico they just like the idea of mexico that's just my opinion anyways yeah the idea of it but they don't really get the culture you watch a movie like Ratas de la Ciudad, for example, you're going to see the real Mexico, I think, you know. Like back then, the how it was violent. The, yeah, the regional areas and everything and so forth and what was going on in the world back mm. then. A lot of poverty, you know, kids were on drugs. There's, you know, violence, you know, drugs. Yeah. And I know that sounds really negative you know it seems like it's a negative portrayal of mexico but it's really not it was the reality of back then exactly you even said the word i before i even said it's the reality you know the world that we live the world that they're living in you know yeah just for example like here we're not so perfect here in america either there's Mm -hmm. violence but again that's the reality Mm mm-hmm yeah, so Ratas de la Ciudad, to me, that's more Mexico for me. You know? That's what I was more familiar with. When I look at that movie, I see my the culture that I grew up on, you know. Yeah. Not just aspects, but the other aspects. For example, Los Caminantes, they're in the movie. Yeah. A lot of us here in California know that group because that was the music our parents listened to, our grandparents or, or whoever, you know. Uh-huh. And you look at Amores Perros, you're like, what is it? It's like, I never <laughs> saw that in my life. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just thinking, like, this movie feels more like it's trying to be, like, European for me. You know, that's yeah. what I thought. It wants to be European so badly, but it's like, no, dude, you, you can't be European in Mexico. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, the real culture. Don't just show us the idea that you have of Mexico. Yeah. I think that's for me. That's just my opinion. People, I'm sure people are going to see this. They're going to be like, yeah. Mexico. <laughs> yeah, but my... I, I agree with you. Yeah, because even, like, I, what I love about, like, the 80s and 90s, like the real like Mexican cinema it was also besides like the, you know the violence because it showed like the realities of what was going on the drugs and all that stuff but it was also um, I love like movies like Panico la Montaña like different ones where they actually showed also the supernatural side and then like Los Ranchos yeah. and like the small towns which we don't see that a lot either in like the mainstream 
but exactly. something that we can relate to because at least when i go back home where my parents are from like it still it has that little like old school like town vibe where everybody knows each other and you don't see that in mainstream films at, at least not i don't know about nowadays yeah. but just like with ladrones the tumbas you know that was another one that was yes. like set in a area you know cemetery of terror cemetery of terror yeah. that's a place actually but it was in brownsville texas and at that time even now still it was just a lot of mexicans living there you know yeah so even it still feels like close to home you know it's mm-hmm. like hey this is this is how it was you know this is how it looked back then you know yeah so that's what i'm saying but again like i said those other movies that i mentioned <laughs> yeah when people tell me like oh i like the modest pedals it's like oh, okay <laughs> i i roll my eyes but in my mind you know, i don't roll my eyes <laughs> my eyeballs in the brain are just like oh god yeah. yeah yeah that's but that's why you know i want people to see the real mexico you know yeah the mexico that i'm familiar with a lot of us are familiar with you know mm-hmm. yeah that's so, pretty cool yeah, that, that you're doing that, that. that that's just the goal you know to see to open the people's eyes of what mexico is really like you know not just the negative stuff like i said don't keep don't don't get me wrong i don't want people to think negative either yeah i want the beauty of it you know the culture you know the music yeah. Just like the Fiscal de Yero movie. So it's funny. That movie, Lucha Villas. You know who Lucha Villas, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the, yeah, so she's in the movie playing this drug trafficker, badass tra- drug trafficker. She's like hitting guns and then she's like shooting guns and so forth. <laughs> and then the scene where she just like remembers of a time when she used to sing. So we get literally a whole musical, musical. number. Of- <laughs> there's, there's, like a, there's a mariachi there. There's people around her just watching her, like amazed by her singing. <laughs> and translated it, so that was one of the that was the movie that I translated for this festival. Okay. But fun to translate the song so that way, because I wanted people to understand what the song was. I didn't want it to just be like you know the song number and then they didn't understand it. You know the people that didn't speak Spanish at least. Uh-huh. And like literally after it was over, people were just like clapping. You know everybody, literally everybody, I think clapped in that <laughs> in the cool. audience. It was, it was such a good. It was such a good song, such a good performance, actually, as yeah. random as, but, but people really liked it. That's what I'm saying. You know, see, that that's the, that was the real Mexico, for example, right there, you know, her, her music, you know? Yeah, I remember that. That's another reason why I like the Mexican films again, like those musical numbers. Cause for me, like I was telling my friend the yeah. other day, how I fell in love with music was Pedrito Fernandez and, and he there was singing all his song, his songs, right? So I would do it. And like I told him that I was in kindergarten and I would like walk by myself, like not kindergarten, first grade. I was like a loner kind of. And I would mm-hmm. pretend I was him and like sing, make up my own yeah. Mexican songs. Yeah. So it's hilarious. Yeah, that. that's what, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, so see, that was an example of me showing the real Mexico. Yeah, this beautiful singer, you know, that's very famous in Mexico. Like, she's still very famous. Like, even though yeah. she's living like a not a secluded life, but you know, like a you know, she's just private. living her private life now. You know, mm-hmm. but YouTube and like you know, on the internet, there's so many views for her music videos and so forth. You know, people still love her, obviously. You know. Yeah, I still I didn't even I saw your story. I was like, because I still have her on my playlist. Like she'll come up here and there, and then when yeah. I saw your story, I was like, oh, that's dope. I didn't even know she was in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was in several movies. That's the funny yeah, part too. She that's crazy. Of- here, but this was her first time being in one where she gets to be a villain. You know, like actually be somebody very bad. You know. Yeah. And then, but but again, like I told the people in the audience before, like the movie started, I was like, so, you know, we have this famous ranchera singer playing this bad drug trafficker, but they did not skip out on her singing, you know, like they needed her to sing in the movie. So they have her sing in the movie. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And then she does her singing and yeah, it, it was really random, but it was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I like about Mexican films too, because um, we also have like the the like women villains but also like the badasses like i grew up watching like lola la trailera like oh. i don't know i love that stuff <laughs> yeah yeah so that was that was like i said that was like my 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 way of showing mexico it's like hey you yeah. know we have this lady yeah. <laughs> that plays a drug trafficker but hold up she she sings really good and you're gonna like it and sure enough yeah people liked it you know yeah that, that's pretty that was cool. like we're like oh man that movie was great a lot of action unintentional funny moments and then that singing <laughs> that <was> great <laughs> they were like it was very random but it was so good <laughs> and like 
somebody like American, you know, they were they're not Hispanic or anything. They were just like, you know, they're, they're American and white, you know, they're mm-hmm. just like really good. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to see this, you know, yeah. I want to see. So yeah, it, that was that was cool. You know, that was I was very happy with that turnout for that movie. That's cool. So, so yeah, that's my. So basically, going back to what you said, that's the goal, I guess, for me. It's like mm-hmm. just we're out there, you know, see yeah. the real Mexico, see the culture of the past, and you know, just appreciate it more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I, I hope culture- you continue to screen more. Sorry, I, I was like, I, can, I hope you continue to screen more of these because it's really dope to see them. Oh, yeah, that's that's the whole point too. You know, my screen is to just to keep the culture alive, keep the movies alive, and give them the appreciation they deserve. You know, because I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of movies are just like ignored completely, or they're just like looked down upon by some people. Like yeah. some people, oh, this is trash. You know, that's that's literally how I derive the name trash, man, because people call it trash. Mm-hmm. But for me, trash that I'm like finding or picking up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're treasures you know they're cool yeah they're actually like no like let me show you the real let me show you the real the real good stuff the trash for me is the actual trash is that that european inspired crap you know yeah <laughs> like well, no this, this, yeah well i hope you guys you know continue to do it because I, I really enjoy it and i'm pretty sure like other people have told you guys the same like it's like a nostalgia about it too so um thank you for yeah. being on today and like talking a little bit more about it because i was like it was really cool to see your growth because like i said I, I remember hearing when you would invite me to the ones that uh were like uh is was it like pomona really uh what area were those the book was that yeah the bookshops in boyle heights and then boyle whammies heights. And... Yeah, yeah 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 so it's come like a long way so i've seen it so it's really cool um yeah it got to like a bigger extent now from there it was just a smaller yeah. app now it's like this more of a bigger aspect yeah basically you know it did grew you know <laughs> in the yeah. matter of the years yeah yeah well, congrats yeah. on that yeah, yeah there's more there's more planned like michael's always planning his stuff and in our, our stuff you know yeah so he's like do this in august hey we're probably gonna do this in september <laughs> or, or october like he's already like you know he's ahead of it he's more yeah. of the book kind of guy so uh-huh. like yeah you know just you know keep me up to date bro like let me know the dates so that way i know what to do already and get ready yeah yeah like our next thing is texas i believe which is like later in the year but we'll 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 dwell into that some other time but yeah okay yeah keep me posted and like uh i'm always down to have you or maybe have you guys both that'd be cool uh yeah where where you're at like in a couple months from now and then like i said in san diego if you come down we can collaborate on something yeah (laughs) yeah michael's always like we'll we'll, we'll go to san diego but we want him to beg so yeah (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he's like, yeah, you know, like that was another thing we were talking about San Diego. But then after all, we got with the other stuff, uh-huh. and then he brought San Diego today. He was like, yeah, well, we're, we're gonna have them beg, beg, beg us to come, though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're not try to make ourselves go there. It's like, now let's get them to beg us because everywhere else is begging us now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll oh, make something happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, we'll keep you updated, and then we'll, I'm sure we'll have something involved with you as well. That was oh, kind right. of another about a while back like oh yeah yeah we're, we're gonna we need to have gabby involved for something in san diego and yeah, he was like <laughs> for sure all right man well we, before we get out of here i just want to thank everybody who tuned in and then uh, as you see right here has his uh his ig trash max uh, trash underscore max underscore um you can follow him i'll put it all, everything in the description yeah, no but thank you again for having me i mean i appreciate it i love what you're doing you know yeah you're all grinding and grinding and i like i said I, that's kind of why me and michael click is because me and him are always just wanting to do stuff and you yeah. always are something you know yeah. whether it's music your poetry your blog you know it's it's yeah. awesome I, you know so keep going like i said i think i've told like you before and other people like just mm-hmm. keep going you gotta keep going yeah that's don't stop you know take a break yeah. but you know you know work you know just like a lot of us we grew up in an environment where we have to work hard to That's get true. what we so let's just keep going you know <laughs> so yeah. you keep going you know <laughs> true true thank you so much yeah. all right well everybody subscribe to the channel uh comment like all that stuff would be appreciated thank you guys for tuning in you guys bye bye <laughs>